Welcome to the Attain Your Purpose podcast with Rick Dolezal and Eric Metz. In this episode, we're going to discuss a question, Eric, I hear from many people. What is my purpose? And how do I find out what that purpose might be? Uh, What are those things that I can do to ultimately have peace, some joy in my life, fulfillment in what I'm doing, and then ultimately really do what I think I was made to do? So I'll start us off with a story. We were at my workplace several years ago, not doing a good job in attracting and retaining millennials. And we wanted to get better at this. So we had just hired two ladies to do a specific task for us that was really critical to the operations we had going on. And everybody, as we hired these ladies and brought them in, we were were excited about this. And after several weeks of doing it, we asked them the question, hey, how do you like what you're doing? And they both said, we don't. We really are not enjoying ourselves in this task. And we asked some more questions and we realized the reason that they did not enjoy what they were doing was they didn't understand how it fit into the big picture of what we were doing. We all knew this, but they didn't because we hadn't told them this. And uh, so we agreed to spend a day with these two ladies and show them how much they affected within our organization and why this was so important. And we even incentivized them to do a little bit more of it. Uh, Based on the numbers of, of entries that they did, we agreed to pay them a little bit more on a daily basis. And so we put these things into place, asked them after about a week and uh, asked them that same question and said, okay, ladies, how is it now? And they said, oh my gosh, we are just so much more fulfilled. We understand our purpose here. We understand why we're doing what we're doing. And we're really having fun in, in our role, unlike we were when we, uh, when we first started it. So just simply by defining why and how this was so important. Uh, It changed these two ladies. It was remarkable to me, Eric, how it changed these two ladies' attitude from doing the same thing from something that they didn't enjoy to something that they now did. I love that story. It relates so much to our own personal why. And I think it connects with everybody's heart in that I want to understand why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? And I know a lot of people have asked those questions throughout the years and and each season of life, you know, especially like in high school and college, you're wondering what career you want to do, et cetera. But for me, even in my thirties, I was asking that question of like, well, why am I here? What does God want me doing? And so that why question, it, it really uncovers purpose and, and the purpose that we need to figure out. And I, and what we're going to share today is a part of everyone's purpose. And so in Mark, in the Bible, in chapter 12, verse 30 and 31, Jesus describes everyone's purpose. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And so the first element to everyone's purpose is to love God and love people. It is the foundation. Our creator has created us and we are to love him with our whole being and love people like we would want to be treated ourselves. And that really is the foundational element to living on purpose. Eric, that's a tall task. What does it really mean to love God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind and strength? How do we do that? Yeah, you aren't kidding. And I want everybody to understand that God does want us to aspire to live that way, but he knows we're not perfect. He knows we're not going to attain it perfectly every time, and he's not there condemning us if we screw up. So just a level set that, yes, this is what we're supposed to strive after, but 
God is not there condemning us if we don't meet it every time. So that's where the love and grace of Christ come in. But to explain a little bit about what does that mean, I just want to break down, you know, heart, soul, mind, and strength a little bit. And heart and soul really are are interchangeable throughout the Bible. I was doing some research on it, and it's like, well, it kind of just means the core of who you are, your desires, your will, your passion, your interests, things like that, that, that just make up who you are. It's the core of yourself. And so we love God with our whole heart and soul when we surrender our desires to him, align our desires with what he wants us to do, align our will with what he wants us to do. And so that's loving God with all of our heart and soul. The mind part is really taking every thought captive. So in another part of the Bible, Paul talks about taking every thought captive and surrendering it to Christ. And so we need to align our thoughts with the truth, with align our thoughts with what God would want us to think about. And in one part of scripture, Jesus talks about how we can even sin with our thoughts if we have, let's say, for example, a lustful thought towards another person. We can be sinning. And so our thoughts, not just our actions, but our thoughts can really uh, be good or bad. And so God is saying, love me with all of your thoughts as well. And then the last one is strength. And, and that really has to do not just with our physical bodies and what we do for work, but it also has to do with our words, it has to do with our actions, but it also has to do with our resources. And I just learned this recently that it's not just, you know, our body, like I mentioned, but it is your money, your time, your possessions. How am I honoring God with, am I being generous with my time and money? Am I giving back to people and, and to God with my time and money and, and resources? And so strength basically encompasses all of this included in your body as well as your your possessions and time. So Rick, anything you want to add to that or, or anything you'd want to you know describe? You know, Eric, I, I heard you say two things. To invite God in and make him a part of what you're doing and just be aware to invite him in. Sometimes we just do so many things and, and we do them alone. And to just say, God, I'd like to invite you in, and maybe I don't even know how, but please help me in doing this with you. So I heard you say that. And then secondly, to think the best things of God. Uh, sometimes we think of God as our judge, and he is, but he's also up there as a friend. And he has tremendous, you said grace, tremendous mercy in terms of, well, that's okay if you didn't do this right. I love you, and I know what you're capable of. And you may fail this time, but maybe you'll get it next time. And I'd like you to get it next time. And that would be great if you did, but I will have some mercy with you and certainly patience until you do it. So I don't think all the times we, we think that about God, that he is truly loving and, and that it occurred to me that if you think the best things of him, it's probably not how good he truly is that we really can't in our finite mind imagine how wonderful he is. He's probably much nicer, or he's definitely much nicer than that. So he is doing this not with a, a harsh judge mentality, but with a tremendous friend, uh, empathetic, loving mentality as we get better in doing these things, Eric. I forget who shared this with me, but he has God-sized love, not just man-sized love. I think we project how much I could love someone or how much another person could love someone is how we project it on the God, but God has God-sized love, God-sized grace, God-sized forgiveness that is beyond, like you just said, beyond our understanding. And I think we need to understand this as we're pursuing our purpose and trying to live on purpose and honoring him with all that we are. He's there to pick us up 
when we fall and get back up, dust ourselves off. And this is part of the reason this podcast is called Attain Your Purpose. Is There's some striving here we have to do. There's some seeking after God. There's some following his lead. And it's going to be hard sometimes. And we have to dust ourselves off and remember that his grace is sufficient for us as we walk out loving him with all that we are. Very cool. So Eric, you know, I hear more questions about the second part of what you said than even the first. What does this mean? How do you love your neighbor as yourself? I think most people know that neighbor does not necessarily mean the people in your neighborhood, although it is true and that does encompass that, but it encompasses everybody. It encompasses people of other races, ethnicities, everyone, every person, even your enemy. I know that doesn't sound like fun to love your enemy, but even the people that persecute you, make fun of you, and are not treating you well at all. Those people are the ones we need to love anyway. And that's what sets us apart is loving unconditionally, loving anyway. And so I know some people have heard of the golden rule, which is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And so I know, Rick, in our planning, you talked about this platinum rule. Could you explain the platinum rule a little bit? Yeah, I heard heard somebody say, Eric, a long time ago, that uh, the golden rule, and I had stated that to them, and they said, well, there's this platinum rule. And I said, well, what's that? And they said, well, well, you know how the golden rule says, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And I said, yes. And he said, well, the platinum rule is really one step greater than that. It's do unto others as others would have you do unto them. And I think that that makes some more sense. We have to have a, a cognizant understanding of what that person may need. And it may be, in fact, something different than what I need. That's a good thought. Good call out. So yeah, so so continuing on with, you know, what does it mean to love your neighbor? I would just encourage our listeners to ask the questions, how would I feel if I was treated the way I'm treating that person? And it's just putting yourself in their shoes and really understanding and getting outside of yourself and your own needs and thinking about others. A really practical step you can take to love others as yourself is to extend forgiveness and grace. I think that is like the greatest example of love is forgiving someone when they hurt you or harm you and extending grace to them. That doesn't mean you have to trust them again, but extend grace and forgiveness to them, to those who hurt you. And it's not easy. It definitely is tough, but we all make mistakes. We all screw up and we would want others to extend to us grace and forgiveness. So we need to do the same thing for others when they hurt us. And so that's, I think, is a practical example of walking that out. And another thing I want to call out, as I was prepping for this, I felt like God was putting on my heart to call out that parents need to also love their kids as if they're neighbors. It's not just outside of the family walls that we need to treat other people with love and respect, but it's also with inside the family walls that we need to respect spouses to each other, you know, kids, parents, uh, both ways on all those relationships. And It was really just in my mind to share that we need to respect our kids, not that we give them everything and spoil them or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more about respecting them as little beings, as little humans, as little creations of the Lord that we need to rise up, we need to train, we need to teach, we need to love. But we also need to ask for forgiveness when we screw up as parents. We also need to extend them forgiveness and grace when they screw up and and really have that unconditional love with them and treat them with love and respect. And I can't tell you how impactful it has been over the years when I've apologized to my kids for either yelling or saying something I shouldn't have or mistreating them in some way. And so just want to call that out as, as something that I felt like the Lord put on my heart to share as a parent to really make sure you're connecting with your kids and being open and humble enough to ask for forgiveness. So 
Rick, anything else you want to add to that about loving your neighbor as yourself? Eric, I, I like your realistic approach here, especially with regard to parenting. We oftentimes have an impossible standard here for our kids to achieve. As parents, we are not perfect ourselves, but we try to appear perfect as we raise our kids. And as I said, I think that that's just something that is unattainable. And I'm happy you moved off the shoes analogy. I, I was thinking when you were saying that, I, I'm really very comfortable in my own shoes. I don't want to wear an, <laughs> another guy's shoes. So Yeah, nice. <laughs> but uh, you know, when I, when I have goofed, and you were mentioning this, when, when I have messed up, and I know that somebody is really entitled to tell me, Rick, you messed up here. We're disappointed in this. Or or uh, somebody else is, I've let somebody down. I, I love it when somebody says, no worries, or that's okay, or, or not an issue. It is so nice when you're expecting the, the rebuke, I know that I am due. And somebody says, that's fine. It's okay. It really doesn't matter here. Uh, I think that those are the nicest times to be forgiven, Eric. So true. Well, before we wrap up and go into our takeaways and challenge, I just want to share another verse in the Bible that really encapsulates this concept of loving God and loving people. And it's in Micah 6, 8. And this is one of my cherished verses. And it says, and what does the Lord require of you, O man? but to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And I think that just encapsulates the love God, love people concept so well. And it actually gives us a good picture of what it looks like to love people and love God. So act justly, you know, treat people fairly and justly. Love mercy, so extend mercy, just like we talked about grace and forgiveness. So love mercy and walk humbly with your God. That could be your picture moving forward of how do I love God with everything that I am is walk humbly with him every day. And so just wanted to share that verse with you as well. It's definitely one that's uh, changed my life as far as how to have a relationship with God, not just a religion. And so I want to share that with you as well. So, all right, I've got three takeaways and a challenge for you today. The first takeaway is love God with my whole self and loving people as myself are a part of everyone's purpose. Number two, loving God with my whole being includes my desires, my will, my mind, my actions, words, and even my resources, including time, money, and possessions. Takeaway number three, loving others as myself begins with the platinum rule where you are loving them how they need to be loved. So all right, coming to our challenge part. So over the next you know, however many episodes, we're going to have different challenges, things we're going to be doing. We're going to be giving you assignments and things to really just grow in your purpose and your life and in personal growth and spiritual growth and leadership. The first thing I want you to do in this challenge is I want you to go grab a notebook that's completely dedicated to this podcast. And if you're driving or if you're on the bike or you're exercising a lawnmower or wherever you're at, I would encourage you to, when you get to a spot, when you get home, find a notebook, find a journal, order one on Amazon if you have to, but that's dedicated to this podcast. And the reason I'm asking you to do that is because we're going to be giving you things that you're going to have to reflect on and do. And I think it'll be cool to see your progress over time and also look back at the growth that you've had as we've progressed through the podcast. So once you have your notebook, I want you to sit down and I want you to ask God a question, spend about 15 to 30 minutes doing this. I want you to ask him, how am I doing with loving you with all that I am and loving others as myself? 
And I want you to sit and listen to see and write down anything that comes to mind. We're going to, and if you're not familiar with really listening to God, I encourage you to practice and write down whatever comes to mind, any thoughts or ideas. He may give you a prompt to say, hey, you need to go forgive this person, or you need to apologize to this person, or you may need to be more loving to this uh, neighbor who's really annoying. <laughs> or, or he may just say, hey, you need to spend more time with me. I miss you. I want to connect with you more. So again, write down whatever comes to mind and just evaluate, do you think that was the Lord or not? Well, part of what you can do as far as to discern whether it's the Lord or not is to listen to these two types of voices. There's a shame voice, and then there is a conviction voice. The shame voice is shaming you, which is the enemy. He does not want you to connect with God. So he's going to try to get you distracted. He's going to say, oh, you can't do this. You aren't doing that. You, you're not good enough. You can't, you can't, whatever. He's going to try to make you feel bad, not to make you feel worthy. He's going to try to distract you. So if you hear the shame voice, just get it out of your head and command the enemy to leave. If you hear a conviction voice, that's going to sound more like, hey, let's spend more time together each day. Hey, this person you may want to go talk to and apologize for what you've done. And it the conviction voice is the Holy Spirit prompting you to do things that are in line with what the Bible says and what what healthy relationships would do. And it's not in a condemning voice. It's in a nurturing, guiding, fatherly voice because your creator is your, is your father. And so he's going to guide you in what to do in a loving, gracious way. So to recap, challenges, get a journal for this podcast, sit down for 15 minutes and ask God, how am I doing with loving you with all that I am and loving others as myself? So Rick, how about you close us out today? Eric, thanks. And I have two thoughts uh, as we close out. You know, sometimes I, I hear what you're saying, and and I may not do what you've prescribed because I will prejudge the results. I think I know exactly what's going to happen. And and honestly, in, in God's economy, you may not know what's going to happen. I, I don't know the effects of what I'm going to do. If, I, if it's something that's certainly a positive and certainly sounds like something God would say to me, I'll never know the far-reaching effects. It could affect far more people than, than I can ever imagine in my own mind. So uh, I, I would encourage you not to, to prejudge what you think may happen here and, and uh, take it the way God may take it, and that's to extend it far greater than what you had ever planned in the moment you were uh, thinking of this particular thought. The other thing that I'm thinking of is that our goal is to be like Jesus, and we can be like Jesus, especially in the way that we treat the people he loves. Well, that does it for our discussion today, a good one, and we want to thank you for your time and for listening. We'd like you to take a look at our show notes and for a link to our website, attainyourpurpose.com and how you can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook. And as we move forward, uh, be looking for our episodes to drop on the first Friday of every month. In our next episode, we're going to take this topic a little bit deeper and uh, have some more fun with it and build upon today's discussion on purpose. And we're going to be sharing eight clues to discover your specific purpose and how you can write up your own purpose statement. This is really a foundational podcast that'll set up the remainder of our future podcasts. So we would really appreciate it if you'd tune in. So until next time, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. <music>